guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 139 whoa we are getting through them guys um it's so nice to have you back in this space and this week's topic is so important you have bound to be impacted in the past but with sleep you know i'm sure there's been nights you've had to stay up perhaps you've experienced sleep problems or insomnia and that can be terrifying i have been there and you just feel so out of control so i really wanted to bring on the amazing joseph Pinal, who oh goodness he for two decades was living with insomnia and it took over his life it stole his happiness and then he found cbti which is cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia and everything changed joseph's such a great guy to chat to and he is also the author of you can sleep too how to cure insomnia and chronic sleep problems with cbti so i loved chatting to joseph I loved, I got a proper mojo injection and learned a lot too. So I'm really delighted to be able to bring this to you guys. I really hope it helps. If you know anyone that's struggling with sleep, please pass it on. I'm just so proud of Joseph for, for all the work he's doing, given how much of a you know tough time he's been through you know with this and you know he was saying he wasn't sure whether to write the book because obviously you know there's mental scars there, there's physical scars when you go through something like that. But as I always say, when we can use our license to help others, that's Mojo Injection right there. And that's exactly what he's doing. So check all these details. Check out more about the book in the show notes, guys. And if you want to contact me for anything, hook me up at mummyjojoblog at gmail.com. Across social at Jojo Fraser Mojo or on my website, mummyjojo.com. I would love to hear from you and just wishing you so much love, so many good vibes. And I'll see you back here next week for episode 140 loads of love. Hey Joseph, welcome to Time for a Mojo Injection. Hello, how are you? You well? I'm very well. Do you know what songs go through my mind right now? Um, Mm -hmm. Insomnia. (laughs) Very apt. I remember, I was a big Faithless fan before I developed insomnia myself and um, Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in the thick of it and I didn't know what was going on and my mind was starting mm-hmm. to really, you know, hallucinate and stuff because it had been so bad. Mm-hmm. I remember being in a personal training session, but I had, because I had gone into a sort of hypomanic state, I had excess energy. Um, yeah. And I remember saying to her, can you play insomnia? And she, she was like, any song you want to play while we're training. And I remember mm-hmm. being in this outside training session uh, thinking, how am I gonna uh, like sleep? How am I gonna sleep tonight? And I remember speaking to someone that day, and they were like, you know, you, you've got to stop thinking about how you're gonna sleep. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you know. So it's gonna be so interesting to chat to you about your story and your book. And um, yeah. yeah. So for you, insomnia master, uh, <laughs> can you remember the first time that you experienced? Yeah. So. Um... So I, I talk about it in the book. So what I do is I talk about my own insomnia and then I'll link it to a sleep knowledge section and then talk about my own insomnia. So my own, my, it was four, uh, when I was 14, when I first had uh, my trigger for insomnia, I had a really hard time at school at that time because I'd just moved to a new school. So I had a really tricky time at school. And before that, sleep had never been an issue, never been a problem. And then I just had a 
few bad nights of sleep and then so I had the clock watching I was doing that and then the anxiety and the worry and the stress around sleep um, started to happen and then I started changing my behaviors and my thought patterns and that first trigger of insomnia wasn't then I had insomnia again for 20 years but that first event of insomnia it then after a year I didn't have it so it went away after about three months and then for about a year or so I didn't have insomnia and then I had another stressful event in my life and then went straight back to insomnia and then I probably had it for about 19 years afterwards <laughs> so yeah a long time mm. that is really tough because you know I can think before I had my kind of period which ended in hospitalization it was mm -hmm. like I remember I would have it if I was excited. So I remember being really terrified I wouldn't sleep before a wedding because, you know, you spend so long mm -hmm. planning a wedding and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what if I don't sleep and then I don't turn up? And, you know, the anxiety was going. Yeah. And I remember just saying, I'm going to get really nice bottles of organic red wine with no chemicals that will kind of like mm -hmm. knock me out. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it did. You know, I obviously didn't sleep that long that night. But some, yeah. I noticed like my daughter, so she's um, nine. And there's been a couple of times she's worried she won't sleep. Um, mm -hmm. And then she'll come through because she's overthinking it. But she's kind, yeah. she's, she's kind of, you know, because she was scared to go to sleepovers and stuff. But she's been fine, actually, since. But it was just mm -hmm. a, a night. So, so it can come and go then. So sleep problems can come and go. So when, it, when you're talking about insomnia and sleep problems, it's um, important to differentiate the two. So sleep problems happen to every single person on the planet. So a stressful event can cause a sleep problem. A bereavement can cause a sleep problem, menopause. And there can be a thousand triggers for a sleep problem. Insomnia is where it happens for over three months. And insomnia is different. It's sleep problems if you do nothing. So the reason why most people will have a sleep problem and then not get long-term chronic insomnia is because they don't adapt their behaviors and they don't change anything to try and make themselves or force themselves to sleep. How insomnia develops and uh, perpetuates is you will have a short-term sleep problem because of any reason, medication change, um, uh, something to a stressful event, uh, menopause, there's thousands of reasons why people have a short-term sleep problem. But what then develops, turns out into insomnia, is people become stressed and anxious and worried about not sleeping. And then they adapt their behaviors to then try and force and make sleep happen. And it's usually always the same behaviors people will start doing. So they will start um, uh, sleeping late in the day to try and catch up on sleep. They'll start napping in the day to try and force themselves to sleep. Um, they go to bed when they're not sleepy to try and uh, catch up on sleep. And what they're doing is spending longer and longer and longer in bed, and they are uh, fragmenting their sleep drive. Uh, so when it comes to ins insomnia, really the two things that's really important to understand about are the sleep drive and uh, hyperarousal. Um, so which one would you want me to cover first? <laughs> sleep drive? Sleep drive. Um, so, so would you, when you had your own insomnia, did you do any of those behaviors I was talking about? So, um, spending longer in bed, um, sleeping late into the day, napping, 
were you doing that sort of stuff? Yeah, I tried that because sometimes what I'd find was it would be something, an idea, because I was so, so busy and stressed, an idea would wake me up and then I would mm -hmm. be rolling and rolling around in the idea mm -hmm. and couldn't get out of my head. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes I would actually just sit up and write stuff. And then, yeah. you know, I think a lot of creative people struggle with this. You get these mm -hmm. ideas. I mean, we're all creative, but people in perhaps your creative role uh, you get ideas, but then I would find that I would f I would maybe get back to sleep again early mm -hmm. in the morning, and then I'd have to lie. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be out of yeah. think. Yeah. So yeah, spending longer in bed. So um, to explain the sleep drive, so um, like somebody has a drive to um, drink when they feel thirsty, people have a, also have a drive to sleep when they feel sleepy and that's common with insomniacs never ever to feel sleepy um but that's because of a hyper arousal element and well, i'll get onto why that is in a bit but um to say um we take like a normal sleeper i'd say say john was a normal sleeper and he needs 17 hours of wakefulness to produce um seven hours of sleep if he were to wake up at um, seven o'clock in the morning, because he needs 17 hours of wakefulness, um, he's going to start feeling sleepy at around about midnight the following night. Um, but if he were to wake up instead at 10 o'clock instead, he still needs that 17 hours of wakefulness to produce that seven hours of sleep. Um, so then he's going to feel sleepy again 17 hours later from 10 a.m. at 4 a.m. the next day. Um, so one of the most important things to do when you have insomnia and also to prevent insomnia from ever developing is to get up at the same time every single day um, and only go to bed when you are physically can't keep your eyes open, sleepy, tired. Um, it's really common when you've got insomnia, you're really desperate to sleep, you're um, really anxious about and worried about not sleeping, you'll start going to bed early to try and make yourself sleep or you'll start um, spending hours and hours and hours in bed uh, trying to make yourself sleep well actually to treat insomnia you want to be spending uh, less time in bed just to build that sleep drive up um, so when you kind of understand the sleep drive that is a really important uh, thing to ever help you prevent getting insomnia and also um, to help you overcome insomnia and um, one of the techniques um, CBTI uses is to spend, we would put, um, well, I would, during my own 20 years of insomnia, I was put on a short um, sleep um, window where I only had, a, um, I think for me, six hours to spend in bed. And then gradually that time was built up over time just to get that really strong uh, drive to sleep. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's incredibly common with people with insomnia to, um, to play around with a sleep drive and that creates a lot of anxiety and that creates even more trouble around sleeping. But yeah, so it's so behavior driven. Insomnia is so behavior driven. How do you know what, what your sleep drive is then? Um, so they don't exactly know why you have the drive to sleep. So they theorize that it's a buildup of something called a desonine um, in the body. And so, and so that wakefulness produces that. And so that builds up, builds up, builds up over the time whilst you're awake. And then the only thing that then um, sort of gets rid of that is to sleep. Um, but the actual mechanics of 
why you sleep and why people need to sleep isn't really properly understood but we do know that you do need to sleep because you know how you feel when you don't um but so the actual reason why behind it isn't that important but just understand it that you do have that sleep drive and how it works is really important to stop people um doing the behaviors that actually make sleep a lot a lot worse mm -hmm. um another component to insomnia is um something called hyperarousal uh, so that is anxiety and stress and worry around sleep so um for that uh, i use an analogy of a wolf so if somebody take john again so if he were to go on a camping trip um to say a national park in america and he's in his sleeping bag he's in a tent and then he finds that he's got a wolf next to his tent and he's got a grizzly bear on the left of his tent he's got a wolf on the right even though he has no trouble sleeping he's going to be anxious worried stressed um and his body temperature is going to increase his heart rate is going to increase and he's going to be put into a fight or flight state in order to mask that sleep drive in order to keep him awake to keep him safe so you've got with insomnia you've got two you've got a sleep drive problem where you're um you don't have a strong sleep drive because you're doing behaviors that prevent you from sleeping and you've got a hyper arousal element where you're anxious you're stressed you're worried and that causes the body to release adrenaline cortisol and it does that in order to keep you awake to keep you safe uh, in order to prevent you from sleeping because the brain can't tell the difference between uh stress of not sleeping which you're worried and anxious about an actual physical tangible threat like a wolf so you've got those two things going on you've got sleep drive and you've got hyperarousal and the two things combined is what causes and that uh, perpetuates insomnia uh, you were you were saying how worried and stressed you were during your uh, insomnia right yeah or or excited and high energy and i guess yeah. that also the brain releases you know those chemicals yeah because people think when you've got insomnia oh you must be really sleepy and tired but when you have it you never ever ever feel sleepy you just i'm sure you were the same you just never have that sleepy feeling and that's because the brain's just so wired and so stressed and so anxious all the time um but you just don't get that um sleepy feeling so that's why the behavior changes of reducing that time in bed which they use in cbti is so important just to build that sleepy feeling and what you find is what i, what I found when i have my own um uh, cbti when i restricted my time in bed i just became so sleepy but no matter how stressed and anxious and worried i was about sleep it, it didn't matter i slept anyway and um, as soon as your brain learns actually no there's nothing wrong with you but you can sleep that also reduces the anxiety and the worry and the stress around sleep because you've just proved yourself that actually there's nothing wrong with you and you don't actually have a this problem called insomnia you realize that actually you are able to sleep um, that tackles the anxiety and stress around it so you change your behaviors first and then that then um works on the anxiety and the stress around it so the two things combined. but yeah <laughs> it's an interesting thing sleep it's uh yeah it's fascinating <laughs> when did you get to the point then where you decided to to start this sort of treatment 
so it was only really two years ago because it's not that I hadn't heard of CBTI before. Um, it's just that I've tried so many other things um, to try and make myself sleep, but I just had no confidence that CBTI would work for me. And that's, that's a major problem when it comes to insomnia because there's a lot of information around sleep and around how to sleep, which is incredibly unhelpful and doesn't work. And that's even, um, so even doctors, um, so you'd think that you could go to your doctor and get good uh, sleep advice. Um, but when you, did you go to your doctors and what was their advice they gave you when you um, went to see them? So at first it was just, you know, cut back on your workload and yeah. relax in the day. And then yeah. when they saw that I couldn't do that and I was in some kind of heightened state that mm -hmm. I couldn't control, that was when I was referred to the psychotherapist and she was like yeah. to put you on a sleeping tablet um, mm -hmm. and in fairness that did knock me out um yeah so strong it like knocked me out yeah um oh yeah so oh, yeah sleeping tablets they work they they don't make you sleep but what they do do is they tackle the anxiety and the stress around sleep and then that allows you to sleep them but they don't physically make you sleep so if you were to take a sleeping tablet sleep for seven hours, take another one, sleep, that just wouldn't happen. So your body only sleep if it needs to sleep. So it only sleeps because of that sleep drive. But what they do is they sleep in tab tablets, tackle the anxiety and the stress and the hyper arousal around sleep. But um, yeah, so doctors, they don't, they only get an hour and a half of sleep training over their entire career. So you think that they would understand sleep, but when you go and see them, you get uh, sleep hygiene advice like um, don't drink coffee after three o'clock, make sure your bedroom's cool. And so over my 20 years of insomnia, I had all this advice given to me by doctors. I then tried supplements. I then tried other techniques like taking warm baths and I'd take kiwi fruit because I'd learned that um, kiwi fruit uh, increase serotonin, which then converts to melatonin and that will make you sleep. And I probably tried a hundred different things over my insomnia to try and make myself sleep and force myself to sleep. And all that did was increase my anxiety, increase my obsession, increase my stress around sleep and just made it so much worse. And it also meant that I wasn't willing to try CBTI because everything else I'd tried didn't work. And I wasn't prepared, I wasn't willing to try CBTI because I just thought, well, that's going to be another thing that isn't going to work for me. And um, it was quite an investment. It, it, it's quite, a, CBTI is quite a hard thing to do. It's sort of, it's an eight week course, which is quite a hard thing to put yourself through, uh, restricting your time in bed. Um, and so I wasn't willing to prepare to do that because I just thought it, it's not going to work for me because everything else that I've tried in the past just haven't, haven't worked. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was three years ago when I finally did that uh, CBTI course. And I talk about that in the book as well. So, yeah. Wow. And which week did you, things start to click? Um, so the first week of CBTI, you would do something called sleep scheduling where you uh, just follow five rules where you um, 
only go to bed when you are physically can't keep your eyes open sleeping. Um, if you're in bed and you're starting to feel anxious, stressed and worried about not sleep, you leave the bedroom and do something you find relaxing and enjoyable and then return to bed again uh, when you um, start feeling sleep again. Get up at the same time every day um, and don't nap. So that's the first two weeks. And it didn't really click then. It wasn't, it was starting to improve, but it, I didn't see a dramatic um, change in the first two weeks. It clicked once I started my um, sleep restriction. Um, so the first two weeks is to basically get an average time of the amount of time you're spending in bed and the amount of time you're spending um, in bed actually asleep. So, and then you'd fill out a sleep diary in order to do that. So once they've got that time that you are spending in bed asleep, what they then do is they restrict your uh, amount of time you're allowed to be in bed for that time. And for me, even with sleeping tablets and everything else I was taking, it was about five and a half hours that I was allowed to spend in bed um, after my second week. And I thought, well, that's not going to work because I'm now spending 10, 11, 12 hours in bed and I'm only sleeping for uh, some nights it was less than five hours, some nights it's about like one or two hours. But on average, I was getting around about with the help of sleeping tablets, five hours of sleep. So I thought, well, if I'm in bed for five hours, I'm only going to get two hours of sleep a night. What happened was after about five days of being on that restricted time in bed, I was so sleepy that I, I just literally could not keep my eyes open and all the normal stress and anxiety and worry around sleep that I had completely vanished because I literally couldn't keep my eyes open and when that happens to you after 20 years of insomnia that's when it properly clicked because I tried everything to try and force myself to sleep I tried relaxation techniques I tried meditation I tried kiwi fruit supplements hot baths everything that all this stuff on the internet tells you will help you sleep and i had done all of that over and over again i avoided doing things so i would not gone out to see live bands in case i couldn't sleep i avoided exercising late in the evening i avoided going to restaurants i narrowed my life and i just got completely stressed and worried about sleep and was just trying so hard to sleep and within five days of restricting my sleep in bed i went from someone who was um trying everything they could to force themselves to sleep to trying everything they could to try and stay awake in order to um be in bed after my sleep window so when you when i got that switch from being someone who literally there was nothing i could do to stay awake that's when it clicked to me that uh, that isn't actually anything wrong with me it's all my thought patterns and it's all my behaviors which is causing i'm driving this insomnia but it's incredibly powerful um cbti it's 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 yeah it works <laughs> yeah i mean how you sort of mental health when you you know you weren't sleeping enough and you mm -hmm. were kind of really in the high insomnia stage mm -hmm. Did you start to, because some people have complete meltdowns or they start to, yeah. or how was your mind? It wasn't good. Um, so, so over my 20 years, it, I had 
good time, not good, it was never good. It was okay times, manageable times, and really bad times of sleep. And I always would link those really bad times of sleep to um, when things weren't going well in my life. And I would always link those when sleep is okay to when things are going quite well in my life, which isn't true because I talk about this a lot in the book. When I was actually doing my sleep course, I was going through probably the hardest time in my entire life. And yet, because I'd actually learned how to sleep, I was sleeping better mm-hmm. than I had for 20 years. But over 20 years, my mental health, um, uh, yeah, I so saw depression. I, I suffered depression because of it. I um, got to a stage where I was obsessed and worried and anxious and then I physically couldn't do um so I had a business um which I was selling tents online which meant that it was quite an easy business all I had to do was um ring up a courier company and send the tents out so it meant that I didn't really have to do any work so it got to the point with my insomnia where I was basically just shutting myself away in the bedroom spending 14 hours in bed in this really anxious stressed and worried state and I'd spend the day just lying in bed basically not not sleeping not doing anything I wasn't doing my hobbies I enjoyed because I worried that if I um sort of surfed late in the evening or went for a run in the evening then that's going to affect my sleep I wouldn't be able to sleep at night I wasn't going out and meeting friends I completely narrowed my life um, in order to try and protect and make myself sleep. And it, yeah, it got to the stage where I suffered uh, incredibly serious uh, depression, low self-esteem, low confidence. It, it really um, pretty much stripped who I was as a person uh, completely away from me. Yeah. So it wasn't a nice thing. Yeah, I mean that's that's how powerful it, it these behaviors are. So during the book, I I talk about so where what I talk about in the book is I will have a chapter of my insomnia link it into sleep knowledge. So some of the sleep knowledge I'm sharing with you now, um, and so I'll build all of that and then. So I talk about my eight, uh, 20 years of insomnia and then I talk about um, towards the last half of the book how I actually um, got out of it through CBTI um, and all my behaviour changes I was doing and how I felt about the course and provide you know incredibly practical advice uh, about how you, you yourself can actually uh, tackle your own insomnia as well but so how did I get out of it? Yeah, it was just the eight-week CBTI course, which I document, and it was it, it completely life-changing. Um, it was the best I've ever done in my life, yeah. Is that what gave you the incentive to, to do the book then? Have, have you written any books before, or was it just... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was... Um, a huge part of me didn't want to write the book because I'd spent 20 years of my life obsessing and worrying about sleep. Um, to then after I cured my insomnia to kind of go back into that and think about it again I really didn't want to do it but 
I absolutely, I hate how much nonsense and how much dreadful stuff out there there is around sleep. So to know that I know actually how to cure insomnia and I can basically give people the confidence that insomnia can be cured and that it's kind of like I felt like I had to do it in order, I suppose, to give my own insomnia meaning as well. Um, mm -hmm. If I could get something good out of about 20 years of my own insomnia, then it would kind of make it worthwhile. And yeah, I've already had, I've had um, a few people email and I've had some reviews on the book, just people saying, you know, they were in basically a, a state like me um, and they've read the book. And yeah, it's, it's um, cured that it, either it's cured their insomnia or it's given them enough confidence and enough belief that um, insomnia can be cured that they've then gone on to take uh, the next step of doing a face-to-face um, -face CBTI course or um, um, a online uh, video CBTI course. So whether or not the book will cure insomnia, I don't know. For some people it's going to be enough but other people it's going to help and for other people all it may do is just give people the confidence and the belief and the understanding about sleep to know that their insomnia can be cured and to put them in the right direction of what to do in order to um in order to cure their insomnia but yeah it, it's uh it's good it's nice to be helping people with that it's um it's not often uh a lot of books you don't hear that uh, it's changed people's lives. I've had that a few times. Um, that it's um, and then from a few emails of the reviews saying that. So yeah, it's good. Wow, that is amazing, and, and that's kind of you know what we're here to do, right? We we have all these lessons, and if we don't share them, then there'll be other people sort of battling. And I think it's just so amazing. Yeah. that's exactly why I I wrote my first book. It was like I had all these lessons, and I, I yeah go back to it, I need reminded because it, it's about, you know, not taking mental health personally and mm -hmm. uh, and seeing things from a different perspective. But that was the, the first key, key lesson. But even sometimes it's so easy to take people's mental health personally, right? Or you may be, mm. you know, you're triggered or you're, and, and it's like, no, no, nothing's personal. And, you know, perhaps it was times with your insomnia, you know, you're staying at home and friends and family are mm. like, and it's, taking it personally when it's not it's just it's, it's yeah i think so say with books like yours it's just so reassuring to hear it from someone who's gone through it themselves because there's so much stigma around mental health that it makes you feel really lonely and it makes you feel really um isolated and because it's never talked about um there's always guilt and shame attached to it and that is a major barrier to I think mental health um people actually seeking help you see you've got two problems with mental health you've got the actual mental health problem itself but then you've got that shame and guilt and um uh, worry around it mm -hmm. um so when people share their own experiences of it there's a massive weight lifted off um I feel so yeah it's um is that why so why did you is that main reason why you wrote your book in order to um yeah. to give your own yeah. mental health meaning would you say yeah just to break break the stigma and you know when when you go through really tough times yeah it, just talking about it and then as you see you hear from people and i think one of the the best things i've heard 
I was doing a talk recently and quite a few people at the talk had read the book and they said, mm -hmm. you were just saying what I was trying to say but couldn't find the words. Yeah, yeah. You know? And for me, I've always found like sharing quite easy. Like that's my thing. It's mm -hmm. like my dad called me WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. And I've always been that way. I can't, and to mm. some it's incredibly weird, you know, when you sort of share. Mm. Um, but I just think it's important to take the mask off and, and tell it how yeah. it is. Yeah. Be real. Uh, yeah, I do feel. What's, there's that poem. I can't remember who it's by, but it's about a guy who, um, how we all wear masks and everyone is has, has this. I wish I knew about it. I like that poem. Someone probably is going to put it in the comment. Um, it's something that I wear a mask. I can't remember uh, what it is, but I feel I feel everyone's got some issue and some um, thing, but some people are just better hiding it than others. <laughs> but there's a lot of um, pretense and everyone pretends they're okay. And then you're bombarded with these images where everyone is okay all the time. And that just causes you to hide it more and hide it more. And in the book, I put it out there, you know, <laughs> how how insomnia makes you think, how it makes you feel, um, because I think people need to hear it. Uh, I think it's important um, because, yeah, I mean, a lot of people aren't okay and they're not going to be okay if they're comparing themselves to all these other people which are pretending to be okay, which actually they're, they're not. So, yeah. We, we need to talk, we need to share, we need to keep it real. And um, I just think it's amazing what you're doing. I think it's oh, really, thank you. It's really thank amazing you. and really inspiring. And I'm so glad that you've got the mojo back. <laughs> yeah, so how are you feeling? Are you, are you, how are you feeling now with it? Or are you, uh, oh, have my you so you're, you, I bet you, how many people have you helped with this channel with your book? Oh, do you know, it's, it's, it's hard to know isn't it it's you yeah. know it's had so many messages over the years and just Amazing. yeah yeah you know but then but then even i have this you know even if you're getting messages a lot and stuff it's very easy as you say to go on and compare and you go mm. oh well i mean it's not like i've got millions of followers you know you, you start to you yeah, start yeah. like love islands and stuff and then like they'll come <laughs> out and all of a sudden they've got like five million followers or something like that and you sometimes mm. think oh does the world just want more you know fashion selfies or all about which party you went to and, stuff. and some deck dipped in sugar <laughs> I don't know. And, you know i, I yeah. it going oh you're too intense for something yeah. it doesn't matter because you don't you can't please everyone and not everyone likes the same stuff mm -hmm. and everyone's got different issues so yeah you know sometimes you know you've just got to speak and do your thing and mm. you know it's okay yeah, i've been watching your channel since you sent me that email i'm enjoying it yeah it's oh, great <laughs> yeah yeah thank yeah. you no i think you know there's always there's always you never know who's watching do you and you never mm -hmm. know you'll never know who's all read the book too because you know things mm -hmm. like even reviews and stuff most people just don't even think about that yeah. you know so yeah, yeah when you know you will never know who you've helped and mm -hmm. we'll never know exactly you know who's listening now mm -hmm. but someone will be thinking oh right mm -hmm. there is there could be an end to this insomnia this yeah could be another way oh no yeah there is an end and that's um i think that's really what my main purpose is because there is that 
the advice is out there. How to cure insomnia is out there. It's just, it's buried. I mean, the CBT is the most evidence-based uh, long-term treatment, whereas nothing comes close. I mean, there's decades of research behind it from Harvard, from Oxford, all these, um, and it just gets buried by um, all these tips and tricks and just some guy down the end of the road who um, ate a kiwi fruit and then he suddenly slept better or had a hot bath. And then you, or someone who's done this three, two, one breathing technique and everything like that. And some of these things, they have an evidence base behind it, but nothing is going to cure insomnia unless you get to the root cause of insomnia, uh, which is, um, Behavior, behaviors and thought patterns and that's what cbti does it gets to that root cause um and i don't i hope i i think i'm truthful about it because it is it is hard thing to do um but it's so worth it and what's great about these what i've just what i've shared in this video that's going to prevent people from ever going into insomnia so people can understand that they're going to have short-term sleep problems and as long as they don't do anything to protect their sleep um, so they don't make any changes to protect their sleep so they don't stop going out to restaurants or they don't strip the things they love from their life they carry on as normal they don't do anything to try and make themselves sleep and they just go to bed when they're sleepy get up at the same time every day get light that's another great thing to do like first thing in the morning and if they're in bed getting stressed and anxious and worried about not sleeping just to leave the bedroom and to um, uh, return to bed when they um, feel sleep again. If people just did that, no one would, would, would ever get insomnia, but have short-term sleep problems, which might last for a few weeks or so, but full-term, long-term chronic insomnia, no one would, no one would get it. Um, but so if I can, so there's some of your listeners, they might not have a sleep problem, uh, but there might be a time later on in their life um, where they, get that short-term sleep problem and know what and instead of going down that route and know what to do and most people know other people as well that do have insomnia or do have trouble sleeping so it's gonna if they can then pass that advice on to them and it sort of ripples out but yeah it's okay. good i know I'm, i've already been worrying about like menopause which i'm hoping is a long time away but you know yeah will say also oh, when you go through menopause you, you don't sleep and i'm going oh no i don't <laughs> you know so that's true yeah so people will um have struggled to sleep during menopause and so again that is a major trigger for insomnia but it's not the cause of insomnia that is it's a, again it's a short-term sleep problem whilst the menopause whilst you're going through the menopause but it's not the reason why you then get insomnia because you could go through the menopause and still have insomnia 10 years later mm -hmm. it wasn't the menopause that made you have insomnia it was your behaviors and it's that anxiety because i'm sure you found when you're you had your insomnia the bedroom becomes this really anxious place you i found that when i was going up to bed before so nine o'clock we look at my watch i'll have to go to bed soon 10 11 and I'd go up the stairs and my heart rate would increase, my body temperature, I'd get that really anxious, worried feeling, like I'd say about the wolf in the bedroom. It felt like there was just this threat all the time. So if you understand sleep and you know not to go down that route of spending that time in bed and to 
really you want to be spending your time in bed asleep so if you're not asleep as long as if you're happy and relaxed and you don't mind being there that's great you can spend time in there but as soon as you get that anxiety you don't want to be in bed but people believe i think because it's so intuitive so normally with everything else in life the longer you spend at it and the harder you try at it um the more likely you are to exceed so if i want to learn a language if i spend um five minutes trying to learn a language I'm not going to know it. If I spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours every day, I'm going to get good at that language. Or if I want to learn to play squash or I want to do a sport, so pretty much everything else in life, the harder you try and the more time you spend, the better you get. When you apply that to sleep, that's when it backfires because you think, right, what can I do now to make myself sleep? I'm going to nap now. I'm going to sleep in late or I'm going to take this kiwi fruit or I'm going to spend longer in bed. And that's when it, when it's so intuitive to do that because you, the human brain is designed to um, solve problems. And so the way you solve problems is a really intuitive way to try really hard and to spend longer at it. And so without that proper sleep knowledge, but actually you need to be doing the opposite of that. It's really easy to go down that insomnia rabbit hole. Um, so what I've just told you now, as long as you, play it back <laughs> if you ever get insomnia again in the future or a sleep short-term sleep problem as long as you don't do anything to um, change your behaviors and you just stick to your behaviors that you know already uh, produce good sleep you won't go down uh, that insomnia insomnia path but all in the book i talk about this uh, <laughs> in the book. Yeah. yeah you can sleep too uh, by joseph panel um what's it audio book it's on and uh kindle and paperback as well so yeah, i'll put all the details in the show notes and on the blog as well um and people can connect with you if they've got any further questions and um, what we'll do is we'll find that poem link as well about the masks and put i'll put that oh uh, yeah that's that's such Pirates a great poem yeah. i love that one i know i can it's in my head but it'll i can't come to you you don't think about it um yeah and um i have I, a Sorry, go on. Sorry, go. I have a YouTube channel as well where I put, I've got my top 10 sleep points in there. So okay, amazing. Like, yeah. well, what were you going to say, sorry? Um, are you back to surfing and stuff now then? You were saying Yeah, so that's, yeah, I'm back doing all the things I love. Um, it's completely changed my life. So it's, it really, it was a horrible thing to go through, but now I've got something that gives me purpose, you know, so I'm, I've got the book out. I'm, um, tri I've trained in it. I'm going to be working, hopefully. Um, so the meeting I've got after this was um, with a, a sleep charity to be an advocate for them. Um, there's another big um, sleep advisory body, hopefully being an advocate for them as well. Wow. So I'm trying to get out there doing conferences and seminars um, in order to give the real basic sleep knowledge and. Um, to prevent people ever getting insomnia and if they do have insomnia putting them in the right direction to know what to do so mm. it was a bad thing to go through but i think i'm making the best out of it <laughs> so, well, honestly it's good. such an inspirational story it's just it's amazing and i always ask people at the end um is there a song that helps you wake up your mojo for people to add to their playlist oh yeah so this isn't going to be for everyone there's a guy called Tom Waits. Now, 
his voice sounds like it's been run over by a truck and it's full of gravel. He's got the growliest, um, <laughs> deepest voice um, ever. But it's called Come Up to the House. It's got some really great lyrics. So that's, that's an acquired taste, says Tom Waits, but some people like him. And I like um, James Sit Down. Oh, sit down. That one. Oh, sit down. That is, when you listen to the lyrics of that, it's that it's most people think of it as a drunk pub song, but the lyrics of um, James Sit Down, some really, really lovely, um, life affirming lyrics in that song. So I, sang that, I sang that a lot. We had like a we used to get together a band and um, pre lockdown and all that, and I would sing mm. Sit Down. And uh, I remember thinking, yeah, these lyrics are pretty pretty uh, intense I love it but uh, two great songs I don't know the other one but I will listen to it I love something that's a bit more out there as well so I love you've given okay. us a couple of options so that's great because music mm. always helps us with our mojo doesn't it, it, it yeah 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 us to get out of our mind and into that mm. kind of sweet spot like when you're surfing or running or doing something mm -hmm. that you love uh, writing and stuff it's yeah. it, such a good tool for it for us. I'm gonna get your book. Um, see, I don't, yeah, so you only contacted me um, well, like five days ago, but yeah, I'm gonna get your book. I think it, I think it sounds good. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, there's, it's definitely, yeah, there's, there's definitely another one juice. Well, have oh, so you got one? Oh, no, okay. not, not, are you writing? Probably, yeah. next, probably next year sometime. I took a bit of time yeah. off after the, the health scare and then lockdown. Mm. I slowed down quite a bit. Mm. Um, but there's definitely another one in there but all in good time yeah. all in the right time it takes a lot out of you doesn't it right and it just it's it's great but it does it does take a lot out of you it does, it does. It takes a lot like a big creative project like that you know and you can be a bit mm. of a perfectionist as well can't you but you just oh yeah 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 i've um so critical of my yeah, work, yeah yeah it's a so project but I think it's an amazing thing to do it's an amazing thing to do. so yeah well, Joseph thank you so much um, thank you it's been great love that yeah great to chat and where's the best place for people to contact you I guess I'll put this in the show notes too but do you have a favorite kind of channel or um so I've got my YouTube channel and also I've got on uh you can sleep to uh website as well so you can sleep to uh, dot com um, or Joseph Panel YouTube channel so comment in there but oh you can sleep to at gmail.com so all no no hyphens so you can sleep to at gmail.com send me an email and um, yeah I'll help you sleep or <laughs> yeah that'd be good yeah you can sleep too it's the it's the best title right we can all sleep that's a good one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. shoot now I'm relieved to hear that you've been to some far out places hard to carry on when you feel all alone. Now I've swung back down again. It's worse than it was before. Right guys, three songs for your playlist. Faithless Insomnia of Tom Waits, come up to the house, growly, like it. And obviously, James, sit down. Joseph, great shout. Sit down is such a good song. Quite hard for a female vocal, actually. It's very low. Um, but yeah, really good lyrics. So 
hopefully that's a bit inspiration to wake up your mojo guys try those songs and check out the book you can sleep too if you know anyone that's having sleep trouble or if you are it can be a scary ride um so yeah it's amazing to hear how the cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia really really helped joseph and it, it's helping so many um so i'll put all the details in the show notes guys great to have you here and i'll see you again next week back for another mojo injection oh yeah in love and fear in hate and tears in love and fear in hate and tears in love and fear love 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 <gasps> mojo